Hello and welcome to your latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast. You've got a guest host for this week. It's me, Neil Jones. Ian Doyle's off sunning himself in St. Helens and Andy Kelly's off, well, we, we don't know what Andy Kelly's doing. Uh, answers on a postcard, if you, if you know what Andy is up to at the moment. We also don't have James Pearce, our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away. He's still on holiday. So the next best thing, we've got Joe Rimmer. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah. And we've got Christian Walsh. Hello. I'm a bit upset that I'm pretty much bottom rung there. You're the, you're the second next best thing. Uh, always worries about his billing, Christian, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially especially in podcasts. But um, yeah, we've we've got a lot to talk about, even if nothing really has been happening, because that's the way <laughs> of the transfer window. That's the way of silly season. Uh, no football, so we fill the void with speculation, with dreaming, with hoping, and yeah. with. Well, getting pretty angry on Twitter, to be perfectly honest. Liverpool yet to make any significant moves, Christian. The fan base seems to be getting a bit panicky. Uh, uh, they right to? Ultimately, I would I would have said no. Uh, I, I think the swiftness in how Manchester City have operated, sort of, you know, has acted as a bit of a crack of the whip to all the other big teams. Um, but in general, I'm very much an advocate of it's July, you know, wait until July 1st and let's see what happens when the transfer window actually opens. Um, however, two mitigating factors here. Number one, I think Jürgen Klopp saying after the Middlesbrough game that he was already in talks with transfer targets. Yeah, that was a bit of a mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> shouldn't have said that. Really. <laughs> really not. Um, and I think there was a raised expectation there that it'd be a case of Liverpool got top four now. There'll be five players leaning at Melwood. And uh, secondly, I think the whole Van Dyke situation, I think it raised a lot of expectation in the sense that people thought there'd be a, a marquee sign, if you will, a, a real a new record transfer uh, before the Confederation Cups even started, you know, it's before they're even back for pre season training. And uh, it's not, not quite gone to plan. I think, obviously, Salar as well, that's, uh, that's stalled a little bit. Um, Keita, not much happening there by the sounds of it. So I think it's one of those where ultimately there's no need to panic, but you can understand why fans are getting a little bit touchy. Yeah. Well, Joe, in terms of uh, the transfer window, what type of uh, observer have you been down the years? Have you been one who gets excited by the rumour mill, the gossip, and the uh, troll on the internet for tidbits? I think because we work in it day in day out, you do get a bit sick of the rumor mill. But I was a bit, yeah, yeah a bit, yeah. <laughs> just but a bit. I think you know, I, I was I was away on holiday last week, and, and you know, I'd get onto Wi-Fi and you'd check, and you would check the news. You couldn't help it. You go on the news, you check through Twitter, you check, and with all the Van Dyke stuff happening, um, you know, you, you do get drawn to it a little bit. So I can see why people do get quite excited over it. But I think now, with the with uh, social media and stuff like that, I think people get far too overexcited and far too anxious too soon. I think Christian's right. July 1st, the transfer window actually opens. You would at least think people will wait until then, but I think nowadays, I think we're going to get to the point where people want transfers tied up in March, the way it's going. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it seems to get earlier and earlier. So, um, yeah, I don't think we should panic just yet, but um, I mean, I thought Christian was being kind with the Van Dyke stuff. Liverpool have made an almighty balls up of that situation, yeah. haven't they? I mean, yeah. how how they've got there, it, it seems to be a few schoolboy errors to have gotten to that situation and, and really embarrassed themselves. So um, they need to they need to get back from this and make a big signing and try and get people on side. And I think someone like Salah, they need to get a deal done quickly. If they do want him, um, they need to get a fee agreed. I mean, we say July 1st and... 
as I say, I'm, I'm regularly an advocate of that. I suppose what you've got to remember is that these are human beings that are coming to Liverpool. They'll need a couple of weeks to acclimatise, they'll need a couple of weeks to adapt. Mm-hmm. You're bringing them in on July 1st, for example, July 2nd. Well, pre-season training starts, what, July 3rd, July 4th, I think yeah, it is? Yeah, early July. Uh, early July. And there's that little bit, and then obviously they're going over to Germany and a little bit of uh, Asia and um, a couple of, you know, a couple of things there, a couple of friendlies. So I think with Mane, I think we saw with Mane last season, I think Mane signed around about this time, yeah. was it? Um, it was right in mid-June, wasn't it? And, yeah. and he was settled. He, he played against um, Tramier on, on the yeah. 1st of July, mm-hmm. which was a very early uh, pre-season friendly. But he hit the ground running. We obviously saw what he did at Arsenal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... I think that there is a, an argument, even though they wouldn't officially be registered as a player until Ju- July 1st, that you get them in mid-June, it does have its benefits in the sense of finding somewhere to live, yeah. get used to yeah. the surrounds yeah. and the well, city. Well, Carrius was one of them last season as yeah, well, wasn't yeah. he? I think in years gone by, I think Danny Ings, Milner was, was, was set up before that. They've already set one, one signer up in Solanke. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come on to talk a bit more about Solanke in the under-20s World Cup later in this show. I mean... The one thing that, that strikes me about about it all is that people want action, they want signings, but they don't seem to want certain signings. So if, if no, Liverpool no. were to sign Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and Dusan Tadic this yeah, week, yeah. I don't think that would satisfy the the edge for for action in the transfer market. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think I don't. Yeah, I think people want someone. They almost want someone who's not playing in the Premier League, where they can look at, stati- at a statistic like Salah, 16 goals, and go. He must be good. They don't see how he scored the goals or, or yeah. how he played generally in games. They just look at stats or some highlights and go, this lad must be good, he's what we need. And, you know, with someone like Tadic, you've seen him a fair amount now for Southampton. Yeah. He's not someone that will have blown you away. And I can understand why people wouldn't get excited. The same goes for Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, you know, Van Dijk might be the, the, the exception to that because of the price being talked about. He is good but as well. He, he is good. But Different if, type of centre back. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and if if they sign someone like Keane now, I don't think anyone would be excited because yeah. it's such a come down from from what Van Dijk sort of offered and, and the way he plays. That he, he does play with real class. But yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, it, it's difficult, isn't it? I think fans sort of want everything nowadays. They they want things done quickly. They want things done expensively, and um, they want Liverpool to shop for more and more exotic players. I think. I think you've got to realise they're, they're competing with a lot of clubs. It is only June. Players are on their holidays. Salah, for example, has been playing in internationals for, yeah. for Egypt. Keita as well. Keita. So, you know, perhaps there's not a chance for them to negotiate right now, you know, and, and then, of course, you've got to convince clubs to sell. And why would Leipzig want to sell Keita? Well, you know, Southampton clearly don't want to sell Van Dijk, and, and Roma probably aren't too keen on selling Salah. You know, it's not as easy as just putting a bid in and saying, here's 40 million, get it done. It's interesting, isn't it? Because everyone says, oh, the Champions League is, is what will unlock you know, unlock yeah. the key. But it's a catch-22 situation because Liverpool gets Champions League, they, they try to acquire that upper echelon of player. It would obviously be a lot harder to, yeah, to get yeah, now. So yeah. uh, it's not that they haven't got the financial clout. Um, it's not that they haven't got the name value. It's just simply that they're going for players who you look at teams and they're, they're playing for decent teams. They're going after, okay, Southampton aside, you're looking at Mohamed Salah who will be playing in the Champions League with Roma next season if he stays there. You're looking at Naby Keita who will be playing in the Champions League with RB Leipzig. What, 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 
what reason have they got to, to get rid of them instead of having a assault on the Champions League themselves? Yeah. They all hold the cards as well, don't they? they, they with them being in the Champions Big League. Contracts. They, they, yeah. they all have long contracts. It's not I think Chamberlain's probably the only one that's been mooted as a target that is someone that is, is near yeah. the end of his deal, isn't he? Yeah. What what about then the argument that this is the territory that Liverpool I've often said they wouldn't go into, but maybe people, more people than ever, want them to go into the the argument of just pay a little bit more, just just say, well, I'll tell you what, you, you you're going to be, you're going to have a little bit of a, an awkward negotiation with us. How's an extra five million? Grab you. How's an extra ten million? Yeah. Grab you. We know, we know, we value him at forty, but we'll give you fifty, or we value him at thirty, we'll give you forty. Is is there an argument to say that if you want to be a Champions League? club with the Champions League squad that that's how you've got to behave definitely but the Liverpool you could accuse them of being too aggressive with, with Virgil van Dijk yeah. they? They, they came across probably too keen and were almost you know saying oh, you know, he wants to come to Liverpool and, but, and, but, and but would that argument not stand up in terms of if Liverpool had said just to let you know we, we, what, what do you want for him 75 yeah. million fine there you go 75 million oh by the way he wants to come to us it's, I don't think it's always as simple as that is it you know you look at Salah now and and on one hand, this, and this is all speculation, but yeah, Liverpool have put 20, 28 million in, Roma want 35, and you think to yourself, well, why don't they just put, if, he, if they really rate him, why yeah. don't they just say, all right, 35, don't know, or at least 33 and a half, you know, why don't, why don't they meet them in the middle? Why do they say, yeah. no, we've been 28, no more? It, it, but then, if you start doing that, Roma could come back and say, no, actually, we want 40. You've got to draw yeah. the line somewhere, and you can't, it's like anything. If you're good at it, if you get deals done, people will praise you for it. It's like Tottenham; they get praised for doing clever deals. But it's exactly what Liverpool wanted to do. They just haven't done it well, and now Liverpool are trying to do it the other way. They've just got to get these deals done, and I'm sure once one comes, people will be happier, and other deals would fall into line. And ultimately, despite what I've just said, you look at a deal like Salah. They're in discussions with Roma. There's obviously some sort of inclination they'd sell there. Otherwise, yeah. they just say, no, yeah. we're not picking yeah, up the exactly, phone, yeah, but we've yeah. got no. Yeah. So there has got to be some sort of middle ground here yeah, where Liverpool, yeah, yeah they've, got to, they've got to pay out the nose for them, of course, but Roma, Roma will, will sell them at the right price. It's just about trying to haggle them down and find that right price. Exactly. Is he, I mean, ignoring who he is for a, for a second, ignoring what he's done, is he the type of player that Liverpool need then as a wide player? Is he, you know, one, he's a he's a goal scorer. He's a left footer. He's quick. Is is that are they the boxes that Liverpool need to tick with a winger, whether it's Salah or someone else? With a winger, definitely. Yeah, and I think they need real pace in the side. Mane made a huge difference this season, and I think without him, Liverpool didn't look as good. And if they have more options with pace, it will make a huge difference. But um, you know, I, I'm quite surprised that maybe a winger is seems to be. I suppose you could talk about Van Dijk, but the first priority I would have thought defence and midfield, central midfield would have been a priority. Um, and, and I'm pretty surprised that the stuff about Kate has gone quite quiet at the moment. Perhaps they've just sort of hit a brick wall with that. But I would have thought he would have been the priority over a winger. Um, but certainly Salah is. You know, he, he does excite, doesn't he? The only asterisk being his time at Chelsea. Mm. And I do wonder what went wrong there. I didn't really see a lot of him when it was at Chelsea. I don't think anyone did. But you wonder not, whether not the he only didn't one. do it in training. Yeah. You're not the only one who's, who's not made at Chelsea. Is there? If you think, no, no. Uh, think back through lists of players, De Bruyne, Lukaku, yeah, yeah. others, Quadrado. Matic. Matic came and went, didn't Yeah, so, um, just in terms of, a lot of people, I, I, I've had a lot of people asking me this on Twitter, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure you have too. 
the the old way of Liverpool doing transfers and the idea that you wouldn't know about a player that Liverpool were interested in until they signed them. Do you think a it's possible to be that kind of club in the modern age when you've got not just ourselves and other media outlets, but you've got people on Twitter who seem to have tidbits of information and like to pass them on for for better or for worse. And also you have this this thirst thirst from fans to, to know everything in terms of would fans accept it if Liverpool said, "Don't worry, we've got this all under control, but we're not telling you until until Lean at Melwood." I don't, first of all, I don't think we, and I use that collectively as in you know the Merseyside press pack, for example, will be doing our jobs if we just if if, if you didn't know about transfers be, before they happen. That that's isn't that sort of what we're meant to do yeah. to a degree. I think the days of say a Yari Littman and um, where yeah. no one no one had a clue and it just came out of nowhere, for example, uh, they are long gone because I I, I feel that agents are wiser. I feel that selling clubs are wiser in the sense that they know the power of the media now and, and what that can do. I mean, we remember, was it, was it Jen Chiang who, who claimed that Duncan Jenkins yeah. bumped up the price yeah, of yeah, Fabio yeah, Barini? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Nice one for that, Duncan. Yeah. That was <laughs> another extra million euros well spent. Um, <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, you, I mean, you look at the Van Dyke stuff and, and, and the, you know, the, I, at the first I sort of got any inclination, a deal, a, a deal was done, discussions was, was on Twitter. Yeah, you know, there was a, yeah, so, yeah. so I, I wasn't necessarily from from what you call mainstream media either. It was, no, no, it was no, sort no, of hearsay. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's use the term ITKs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. what they use on Twitter. I but I think, as I say, agents selling clubs, whoever they want to bump a price up, they know to they know to let let it be known that another another team's in for their player or whatever. I think it's I think it is really really hard now. I, I think back to. You know, maybe someone like for me, you know, that came out of nowhere really, and it yeah. basically went to was it Chile in the yeah, dark. It was, I think it was just Brazil, wasn't it? I think was it was it in Brazil? I I, so. But it was a Copa America, was yeah, that, wasn't it? Was, it? It was definitely. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of, you know, we we heard about it on the Tuesday, and he was posing yeah. a shirt with Ian Air on on the Wednesday night. Yeah. That that's as close as you're going to get now. I don't think it's ever going to be a, a case of. Just, just saw Mohamed Salah there, there, there yeah, at yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. What's he doing? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's, it's. It, but ultimately, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's our job to, to, to do that, and it's, 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 it's the football club's job to selling club wise to, to let it be known. I was gonna say, is it? Uh, you, you just touched on it. There. Is it in the interests of certain parties that it isn't kept under the radar? You know, a deal such as, let's say Van Dyke, for example. Is it in Southampton's interest as much as anyone? If they want, if they are minded to sell him, mm-hmm. which I still think they are, yeah. because I think that that's their model. I think that would be going against their model if they were to keep Van Dijk. I think 70 million, 60 million does more for Southampton as a club than Van Dijk does, Definitely, personally. Yeah. But um, is it in their interest that this whole thing is played out in public almost? Because A, it protects them image-wise in terms of it makes them look like the victims and they're not, they're not, they're just being cherry picked because little old Southampton and B because it, it helps keep the price nice and uh, nice and fresh in people's minds. Definitely, I, I think for all their grandstanding and their fury at the way Liverpool have behaved, they'll be quite happy to see three of the Premier League's top clubs interested in their player driving up that price and it wouldn't surprise me if they'd still be happy to do a deal yeah. if the right money was on the table. And after all this, they might sort of say, oh, it's too late, his head was turned and we had to do a deal. And they still maybe in public be angry with Liverpool, but behind the scenes, all parties would be quite happy and get the deal done. But, you know, 
Yeah, I think I think all clubs are quite happy to play the media game nowadays. I think it's no surprise that you hear someone like Van Dijk and, and you hear about Chelsea's interest, Man City's interest, Liverpool's interest. You know, it helps the player, it helps the selling club. It's not necessarily great for the buying club, but other clubs will realise that perhaps there's interest in him and move quicker. So um, I think certainly the selling parties and the player benefit. And um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if a, if a deal got done. And as for stuff like that, I always think with football, it's it's always a f- the transfer market is always a food chain, isn't it? Southampton might say, "Oh, it's unfair the way we've been treated by Liverpool," <laughs> but they will treat another club. They'll take Burnley. Yeah, they'll yeah. take Burnley, yeah. and they'll <coughs> and they'll do the exact same. And and every single club, in inverted commas, taps up, don't they? They yeah. all they all approach players. They all speak to players. There's a lot of rubbish that we read, in, especially. You well, I, I write a fair bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it not, not naming names, Ian Doyle. Um, no, no. <laughs> but there is a lot of you, you read a lot of these rumours um, that 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 surface in Italy, uh, Spain, Germany, and there's, there's, there's no doubt in that. The the the, the published in good faith. There's no there's no doubt. But mm. you, you see a player. Let's say I mean let's go even further. Let's talk about that Luan from Brazil. He played for Gremio, just kept on getting linked with Liverpool, left, right and centre. You know, journalists were saying, oh, you know, it's, it's a bit Brazilian journalists were saying, oh, Luan's off to, to Liverpool, 25 million, etc. Sounds a new contract a week later. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. fancy that, because basically Gremio have seen those reports and gone, Liverpool are sniffing yeah, around yeah, and yeah. we need we need to... And, and that's the, that's where a lot of these come from. It's, mm-hmm. it's players who are after better deals. It's selling clubs who are after the higher price. Yeah. It's That's why you've really got to take a lot of it with a pinch of salt. But yeah. ultimately, I think the Van Dijk situation shone a light on how it can also bite you on the backside. Yeah, definitely. On on sticking on Van Dijk, and I know we've done done him to death on the Echo the last week, two weeks. But what about the issue then now that comes if Liverpool go for another centre back? In that you took you mentioned one earlier. You mentioned Michael Keane, and not digging him out at all. There was one Ben Gibson was mentioned yeah. today in 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 the northeast. They don't compare favourably with Virgil van Dijk in terms of profile, and they're not going to pr- compare favourably in terms of reputation with supporters. Is there a danger now that Liverpool have backed themselves into a bit of a corner in terms of they have to spend beyond Plan B? They almost have to, to find another Plan A. They can't go to Plan B because they, they've tantalised everyone with van Dijk to Plan A. Definitely, but that's where I think it's up to the club to be responsible and think to themselves, well, if they think Keane is better than the alternative, if they think Keane is the best plan B, for example, then they should go for him, or whether it be Keane, Gibson or anyone else. You can't just... You, you can't do deals on, yeah. trans- on Twitter, yeah. his reaction, you, you know. Yeah. You, you can't Crowd do sourcing. transfers on, yeah, on, the, on the will of the masses, can you? You've got to just go with what you believe in. And if they thought, well, we can't get Van Dijk, so we'll move for someone like Keane and get him for a, a lot cheaper. But it doesn't help guys like Keane, does it? It won't help no. Keane or Gibson or anyone else who comes in because then they'll have the And also, would you, would you like to take that phone call if you were Michael Keane? Harry Keane, Harry Maguire, yeah, Michael Keane, yeah. Ben Gibson. Oh, you're, you, you're the man we want for the centre-back. Yeah, yeah. You're not. I'm not, though, am I? Because yeah. you wanted Virgil Van Dijk. You look at the Koulibaly was someone who's been... that they've looked at as an alternative, isn't he? And... Um, there's no guarantee that he acclimatises to the yeah, Premier League. Another so player who goes yeah, in January yeah. in a, you know, 18 months' time. Exactly, another Senegalese player. So yeah. it, the, there are no guarantees. There was no guarantee with Van Dijk. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool ended up paying the 60, 70, 75 yeah. million for him because, as you say, they're almost in a corner now. And yeah. foolishly, let's say they get, let's say they throw 30 million on Michael Keane instead. There's another 60, well, there's another what? 
30 million there to spend yeah. on so did they then panic buy something else did you get another striker yeah. there's a lot of jigsaw pieces that Klopp's going to have to bring together and Michael Edwards yeah <laughs> glad you, you segued that beautifully that was, that was my next point Michael Edwards he's been in charge he's been in charge of Liverpool a while now in the in the sporting director role by all accounts he was doing pretty much that role to a, to a certain degree before that he hasn't signed a player yet he hasn't got a deal over the line that required negotiation with another club. He's got Solanke, which was an out-of-contract player, and by all accounts, the Michael Beald and a lot of the groundwork on that because of his relationship with the player and the family. How, how much pressure is, is that kind of position under now in football? Because we talk, I mean, you think about the way that someone like Monchi at Roma is, is idolised. Steve Walsh, who went to Everton last summer, was seen as the, you know, the, the mastermind behind Leicester's title. Michael Edwards hasn't got any sort of profile with, with supporters or reputation. How important is it for him as, and his role to get this right this summer? Yeah, I think it's massive. It's, it's funny because in the past, a guy like him wouldn't have much profile, would they? But now with social media, people you can't hide from the limelight. Yeah. So he's going to have to get things. Ultimately, the fans will look at him and the book stops with him. He's got to get some deals done. This Van Dyke episode the book stops with him does it, it? if he's in charge with, with, of transfers at Liverpool unfortunately it stops with him so he, he now needs to make up for it and he now needs to make some big signings and the right signings this summer because um, between him and Klopp you know they, they've they're top targets if you like and I do agree Christian I still almost suspect there'll be someone this summer who turns up uh, leaning at Melwood and we haven't heard anything about you know just the, uh, Roberto Firmino if you like but they've already got him. <laughs> oh, yes. He's already there, so they can't sign him this summer. They can't keep signing him. <laughs> the, the other, we'll see through the, that. The other side of that is most of Liverpool's top targets, if you like, the likes of Van Dijk, Cater, Salah now, are also almost well-known, aren't they, to yeah. the general public? So if they don't get any of them, yeah. it, it puts him under I, a lot I, of pressure. That's possible, isn't it? Yeah. That is a possibility yeah. that as, as we stand here. I mean, OK, we, we can be guilty of saying it's, what, the 12th of June, we're, yeah. we're, always, we're all getting in a twist about it. But... There is the genuine possibility that certainly Van Dyke. I mean, Brandt was another one who was yeah, linked yeah, for a long yeah. time. Looks like he's gone off the radar. Sessegnon was another one yeah, who was linked yeah. for a while. He seems to have gone. That would be f at least four, five maybe signings that have been linked with Liverpool for a long, long time, and none of them could end up at Anfield. Yeah, and if, and if that's the case, there's immediate pressure on it on a young man who's who's not long into his into well, we know he's been doing it for a little while, yeah. but not in his uh, title yeah, certainly. In his title, yeah, yeah. and and. Fans are quick to judge and fans are quick to question, and they and they will question him if he doesn't get it right. I mean, we know that they're, they're in talks with Gelson. Well, they're in talks. Yeah. Sorry, if you listen to Premier League, they're in talks with Sport and Lisbon <laughs> yeah. um, over yeah. Gelson Martins. They're not so in talks with Gelson Martins. All to the Martins. correct channels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we also know that the obviously monitoring what Douglas Costa, Balde Keita, but it looks like he's off to AC Milan. So the, the alternatives are there, but there's no guarantee of getting them either. No, also so, Chamberlain, another one. I mean, he's sort of seen as a bit of a fallback option, yeah, and yeah. even he could be signing a new contract at yeah, Arsenal yeah. anytime soon. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot a little bit. Is there a player that you you're seeing linked elsewhere, or see, seeing inverted commas available this summer that you think why aren't Liverpool why aren't Liverpool in that mix? I, I, I'll throw one in. I'll, I'll throw in, I'll throw Renato Sanchez in the the young Portuguese lad who's at Bayern Munich. Who like, seems to be seems to be up for sale or at least loan this summer. And I think well, a year ago Renato Sanchez, it was like wow, you know yeah, what yeah. what is that? You know he won the Euros with Portugal. He was the star man. He's 18 years old. I look at him and think 
that's the sort of sign that Liverpool should make. If they if they if they want to have a go at something, I think that's the sort of sign they should make. They should say, you know what, you've had a bad run there at Bayern. Come come here and and, and show everyone how good you are. Any others that, that stand out to you in terms of? I mean, there's a lot of left backs out there that, that are being linked around. That Liverpool haven't got one. Yeah, I've, I've, it's going to bore you because I've said it a hundred times, but I still don't really. I mean, there's obviously probably there's more to it, but I can't understand why if someone like Lacazette is available and we hear all this about Mbappe, who's had one year at the top flight, and yeah. admittedly a brilliant year, yeah. but Lacazette's had five years, scores 25 goals in each of the last five years at least, and he's available for half the price apparently than, than, than what we're talking about for Mbappe, and right now with the Atletico Madrid situation doesn't seem to have a club. I just can't understand why he'd be a sort of statement signing that you know, yeah. top clubs. He'd certainly appease a lot of supporters. And he would appease he? a lot of supporters. He scores a lot of goals, and if he's a forward, he's in the Mbappe mould. He's quick. He's strong. I suspect maybe he's the sort of player that maybe clubs don't feel he's committed to your cause. He might just be whoring himself around. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we've, <laughs> had the, we've had the balls up. Yeah, balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can, you can say that. You can say that. Kind of. yeah. Around the top clubs in Europe, and and perhaps people don't feel like. He's really committed to, to move to yeah. a certain club, but he is the sort of player that would, would get pulses racing, wouldn't he? Um, so he's one that I can't really get my head around personally. Well, Lacazette was going to be mine. I mean, that's why I jumped in there first. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. so, I don't have I anyone can else. See, I can see his heart, his heart <laughs> when you said it. And Sanchez would have been another. I mean, let, let's just you know, let's just throw Aubameyang in there as well for the sake of it. You look at the figures that he's going to, to PSG for allegedly. He's affordable, surely. Yeah. And I know. What we've all, always got to remember is that Klopp said that he? he doesn't want to work with players that he's already worked with because where's the fun in that? Yeah, I think it'd be quite fun to have about Aubameyang <laughs> yeah. scoring 40 yeah. goals we'll, a season. We'll, we'll, we'll try that when we we'll, we'll we'll see if we'll drop Matt Hummels off. Yeah. We'll drop yeah. off Marco yeah. Royce yeah. and, and, uh, yeah. and Aubameyang and see if he agrees. David Moyes doesn't seem to take that view, does he? No, he's the, he's the anti <laughs> the anti version of that. Um, okay, then so we'll move away from players that Liverpool might sign. Let's have some players who Liverpool will have at the club this summer but maybe not for much longer so there's a loan contingent I've done a piece today about the 13 13 loan players returning to to Melwood or due to return to Melwood in July I mean it, it ranges from the the unknown in terms of people like Ryan Fulton mm. and um, Tewo Awonai um, <laughs> and then the well known in terms of Mamadou Sacco Lazar Markovic John Flanagan <sighs> Anyone among that crop that you think has got a role to play at Liverpool next season? No. No, 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 no that's, that's absolutely, absolutely no. fine. I've looked through that list before. Yeah. The only player I can see that possibly might be at Anfield next Wood. season is Ward. Danny Ward. Even then, I think he needs another year. Yeah, I think now Huddersfield are up. Yeah. I think it makes sense for him to be tested. He's, he's had a year in, well, half a year in uh, Aberdeen in a, in yeah. a you know, Scottish league. Not a, bad, not a bad standard, but no matter what people say. Have a full championship season, give him a Premier League season. Yeah, because yeah. 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 the reason I, I, I sort of was on that was Andre Wisdom's was, was the, the, the uh, driving force behind that. That driving force behind a lot of things, Andre Wisdom. <laughs> but two players on that list that Liverpool spent 20 million and 17 million pounds on, and we're talking about can Liverpool get rid of them? We're talking about have they got a role to play at Liverpool? Markovic, three years on, uh, Sacco, four years on, different reasons, different stories, but doesn't that show that the the idea of spending money is not always the uh, a safe option, not always a safe idea to, to get involved with. Definitely, although even you think about it now, and you're 17 and you're 20s, aren't so much 
they almost represent more of a gamble now, don't they? You know, Markovic was twenty million, but sort of in my head, he's like a he's a ten million pound player. He's a gamble, yeah. and they gambled on him, and it, and it hasn't worked out for him. And it spoke volumes. He's a ten million pound player now. Well, <laughs> tops. Yeah, tops. Missing the decibel. They they, um, they gambled on him, and it spoke volumes that in January when Liverpool needed pace with Mane, after the African yeah. combinations, he was allowed to go go and play a whole. Um, and then Sacco, we, we spoke about Sacco. Yeah, we'll go back I think Sacco. he might still be there had it not been for his own problems. I'll, I'll throw it, I'll throw John Farnigan into, into, the, into the conversation. I mean, I think he deserves better. And I think in terms of, you know, he did, I don't know what his level is now. I don't know if he'll ever be the same after he had all them injury but problems. Games yeah, just like he, he obviously he's lost a, a fair bit of what he used to have after he, he missed, what was it, 600 and odd days yeah. uh, with injury. But you know, if he's if he's happy to stay there, is he an under twenty threes option who can who can play in the cups and and, and, and and cover left back, right back when needed? You know, it's it's yeah. I wouldn't rule that out. Don't see him as necessarily a cop player. I don't see Klopp did because he gave him a three year contract within six months of joining. But at the same time, if he was happy to do it, could he be a you know in a, in a weird way an elder statesman of the under twenty threes? You know, a bit of a you know a bit of a, a scout harpy there, sort of helping the young lads come through gets a couple of first team games now and then he's versatile you know if he'd rather go and play lower league premier league top end championship by all means go for it yeah. but if he was happy to stay at anfield you know i, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with that personally yeah um mentioning under 23s them so one of the one of their new players next season we, we believe he'll start there see how it goes from there dominic Solanke signed or agreed to sign from chelsea hoping that will be no no complications in, in that one. I don't think there is Liverpool. Liverpool seem to have that one wrapped up legitimately <laughs> on, on this one. Um, under twenty World Cup winner with England, player of the tournament. You've seen a bit of him. We we watched a bit of him in the office over the last couple of weeks. Impressed by him. Impressed by what you've seen. I am. I'm really impressed actually. He's he's strong. He's 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 big. He's got a presence in the air. He's got a nice first touch. Looks like he can finish as well, to be fair. Decent movements. It's 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 a gamble, but that would to say it's a gamble would suggest that there's any sort of risk attached to it. I don't see where the risk comes from. You you, you pick up a player, we believe it'll be what about three million pounds, perhaps, with a tribunal. Um, Which will be held in about four years time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Premier League, and, and that's absolutely not. Now that, that's what you get for, for playing on the BBC in the FA Cup third round, isn't it? Half the yeah, time, yeah. like it's not three million pounds nowadays. It's not. It's no gamble. Bring him through the under 23s and let's see what he can do. Obviously, it's it's a very very far-reaching comparison. This, but Klopp did it with Hummels and, and Bayern Munich. Picked out a player there from the Bayern Munich reserves that he'd obviously seen. I mean, as we say, Michael Beale had a say in this as well, but because he was at Chelsea, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't rule out him. You know, kicking on. There's, there's clearly talent there. I mean, you, you were talking yesterday to me about how, how much he's won. Yeah. At, the age, at the age yeah. of 19, which is remarkable. And, and how big a part he's played in what he's won as well. He's been goal scorer, top goal scorer, player of the tournament. What about under-20s then, Joe? It seemed to capture the nation. Um, certainly semi-final and final. And, you know, Maybe you can, it's a bit of an echo chamber to it, so you, you're only sort of seeing like-minded posts. But it seemed like everyone was really enjoying watching an England side being being competitive and playing the right way. Three Liverpool players, if you include Solanke in there, and obviously a few from Everton as well. Good good for them to, to get a, a winning experience in a tournament Definitely. for the country. I thought it was especially good for Ojo, who starts to look like 
Yeah. He's starting to get a bit of form back now. Yeah. After Did you see his Thierry Henry impression? And <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable. He just kicked the ball down the other end of the pitch. And I mean, either that, that right back was the slowest right back <laughs> yeah. since, since I played for the Echo. I mean, he, yeah. he, was, he just completely blitzed him, didn't he? But he did look sharp. He did look like he was getting back. He, he got he was getting stuck in as well, which I like. Yeah. He, he sort of tracked back a lot, especially when England was sort of hanging on towards the end of of yesterday. Um, so I think think it'll do him doing the world a good. And, and the same for Ajaria. Um, I think that the the good thing about England's youth level is, that I think they won the the under eighty or the under 17. 19s, 17s was it? Yeah, uh, Euros, there, they, yeah. yeah, and then they won the under twenties. And it does feel like they've got a talented group that they're keeping together. And for a change, it feels like England are doing something right. And if they can keep yeah. them together and promote them into the under twenty ones, you never well, know. A nucleus of that side could could go on. And well, you, the other thing is, you think of is that team that won the tournament on Sunday. It could have had Trent Alexander Arnold in it. It could yeah. have had Marcus Rashford could have played in it. Tom Davis. Tom Davis Tom could Davis. have played. In it. Yeah, there's you no know, there's, there's players there who who are. Trent's not involved in any, any England no. side at the moment, is he? I don't know whether it, whether that's deliberate or whether there's, there's an injury problem in there or or whatever. But th- there seems to be a lot milling around those under 2019s, under under 21s uh, area, and Liverpool seems to be uh, involved in a, in a fair few of them as well. You think of Brewster as well scoring goals this summer yeah, yeah, in, for yeah. the uh, for the 17s that was, wasn't it? Yeah. So there's there's plenty there. I think we've. With Klopp and, and what he's put into place, and of course we know that eventually there will be heading to Kirby and bringing it all under one roof. It's it's hard not to get excited about what the future holds. I mean, I was looking back at some of those England teams, and then I was I got down at wormhole as you do um, <laughs> on Wikipedia and whatever. Oh, it's okay. Not um, that yeah, um, and <laughs> I ended up looking at Liverpool's uh, youth league side when they were last in Champions League. Just unrecognisable in terms of you've got players there who you know will go on to have decent careers, but you you look at it now and obviously Jerome Sinclair, uh, Ojo got a couple of goes off the bench, but you know what was he then sixteen perhaps? Yeah. Um, it was Jerome Sinclair, Cameron Brannigan, um, Maguire, yeah, Joe Maguire, those Sam Hart, those sorts mm-hmm. of players. You look at this talent, the talents of crop of players now, and they're, they're already playing for the first team in the sense that you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ben Woodburn. You want to. Harry Wilson and Shea Ojo in there. I know one of them might be going on loan this this summer, but put those in there. Uh, and obviously, Rian Brewster was trusted to be on the bench against Crystal Palace. You know, even though he was born in 2000. Um, th- I think there's a genuine. There's been a lot of sorts of teams. You know, the 2006 FA Cup youth win aside, and then th- there hasn't been, a, as you say, like a nucleus of, of players. Um, since maybe the '98 Youth Cup, when yeah, you think of Bowman yeah. and Carragher, yeah. where, where there's like a fair few '96, sorry. Yeah. Um, but I, I genuinely feel that, that of those players that I mentioned, all of them could play a part next season, even if that's in the League Cup. I, I wouldn't have a problem with any of them starting in the League Cup next season. I really like that Klopp's trying to build an under-23 side that plays together, that stays together, and hopefully comes through together. Because I sometimes think that you have these individuals and they're mixed in. Whereas you can have you can have a, a full team of players that you can you can pretty much see all of them potentially one day playing for the first. I was, was going to say, is that does that make it a little bit better? It makes it a little bit safer to judge a player when they're in a good side because you think of like players who stood out at second team level. Mm-hmm. And you think I can go back to Neil Meller when he was in the reserves and he stood out because he scored yeah. all the goals. But he was obviously the best player in that team, or the, the, the best striker in that team. Danny Pacheco was one who seemed yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's too good. Suso, another one, they're yeah. too good. But they were sort of in, in amongst average 
yeah. football league level players. Local lads, basically. You yeah, know, yeah. Sort of a lot of you local know, lads. Under, and, under and, 21s. And imports as well. I don't well, want to say fodder, but, you know, that, that players who weren't going to have futures at Liverpool, potentially, does it make it easier to judge a Trent Alexander-Arnold when he's playing in a... A, a, a team where he might not necessarily always be the best player. He might he might have, you know, the other fullback that next the next season might be the guy who's getting all the attention, or Ben Wood Ben might get, yeah, be yeah. taking it all, or Brewster. But look at someone like Harry Wilson this season. He he had probably the season of his life so far, and was completely overshadowed by yeah. the likes of Wood Ben because yeah. he made the breakthrough. But it, it bodes well for those guys because they're going to make, they're going to have relationships on the pitch. They're going to learn and they're going to grow together, and they can also. They're not thrust into the limelight, are they? As much, you know, but Ben was to a degree. Yeah, his own fault, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> because How dare he score? But it allowed the people, people like Trent Alexander Arnold, to have a, a quietly a good season and a promising season. Obi Ajari, the same. So I think it's good that they can come through together. They can get to know each other on and off the pitch and rely on each other on and off the pitch. It'll make things easier for them as they try and make the grade. At Liverpool. I think the real hope here is Tottenham, isn't it? In yeah, terms yeah. of. Yeah. I think that proves you don't have to be an absolutely outstanding under-18s, under-19s player to get to the age of 22 and be Harry Kane. Yeah. I'm not saying you know Harry Wilson's going to become Harry Kane or any Ajari is going to become Deli Ali or whatever, but there is there is hope there that even though the, you know maybe you do end up going on loan and sitting on a bench yeah, again yeah. for Leicester when they're in the Championship, maybe that happens. Yeah. But ultimately, it's what you do when you finally hit that first team. Yeah. And I think there's a fair few in Liverpool who already right, might necessarily reach Kane levels, but they can certainly boost Liverpool's chances of doing well in, in cup competitions and, and, and the Premier League. And the other good point you make is, why aren't those kids allowed to get to 22? Why are they almost yeah. cast out when they're 19? And it was good to see someone like Wilson to hear Liverpool almost say, oh, no, we still fancy Wilson, he can stick around. Because you almost got the feeling like, oh, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And why not? He, he can still grow, he can still get better. So he... Why can't he mature at Liverpool? Well, I think we're guilty of that. You, you sort of, you get people, don't you? Now, and I was sort of, I, I go, I, I'm keep bringing him up today, but Android wisdom, go back to him. Yeah. And I was looking at him today, and I, I looked right in the story and thought, oh, he's 24. Yeah. So he's 24. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's still, yeah. he's not, it's not like, he's not, he's not ready for a, a, a hip replacement and <laughs> and, and put on the knackers. Yeah, there's, you know, he, he's he's a young lad. Harry Wilson, I think, is 20. Ben Woodburn's 17. These these players, I think, Ben Woodburn's almost. Made Harry Wilson look older than he yeah, is because yeah. it's all of a sudden it's the new Welsh whiz kid on the block and all that. Are we? Do we need to, as a media and as as a fan base, do we need to be fairer to, to young players and say, do you know what? It might be that you get to Harry Kane. Mason was another one, wasn't he? At Tottenham, who was out all over the place and and came back and has become a Premier League player or, or Eric, Dyer. Probably, Eric Dyer, another one. Um, Townsend, I don't yeah, him, yeah. but you know, yeah, just Townsend. Yeah, I was the other one I was I was looking for. You know, you think of. How long was was Danny Rose at Tottenham without really getting yeah. into the first team? He was there a, a good while, wasn't he? Bentaleb was another one. Who I think he was out on loan. There seems to be seems to be a, a good precedent for yeah. giving play. Lingard, I suppose Lingard would be another one at Man United. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and I, I think for a long while football's been too quick to sort of let a lad get 18, 19 and gone. If he doesn't do a, a Michael Owen or a Wayne yeah. Rooney, then he's not, never going to be good enough. But you know, lads mature at different ages, you know, and, yeah. and we still haven't, none of us, yeah. I'm still waiting to grow a few more inches, and yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, Make all the difference for you that job. Yeah. Really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. realised Andre Wisdom's six years old, yeah, younger than me. Yeah. That's yeah. really sobering, isn't it? You've yeah. got more hair than him. 
That's true. That's true. Um, we'll finish um, with a little look over the fence, as I like to call it. Uh, not literally, Joe. I know what you're like down in um, down in South Liverpool. That's all we do. Known home. known for that. Admiring your neighbour. <laughs> Admiring <laughs> your neighbour's garden. Um, <laughs> but the rest of the Premier League. We're talking, we're expecting, we're anticipating the biggest summer of spending. We've seen all the figures for TV money, we've seen all the figures for everything else, media rights. Manchester United have just made a big, well, agreed terms on a big sign, and Manchester City have made two and seem to be about to make another 54. Have you, has it been as eventful as you maybe anticipated it would be in the Premier League so far in terms of, uh, you know, these big money signings? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's it's almost like you have, having to get used to 60, 70 million not being that much of a big price anymore. You know, you, t- yeah. you talk, talk about a hundred million pound for someone like Mbappe. On one hand, I think no, it's just not possible. There's, there's no way Liverpool could ever pay a hundred million pound for someone. But then part of me thinks now they were they were happy to pay 60 million for Van Dijk. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's crazy money, but. It's because of the TV money now. It's almost becoming the norm. And Man City are picking up players now, thirty-five million for a goalkeeper without blinking. Yeah, you know, thirty-five million for goalkeepers. And and, and by the way, not a great goalkeeper in terms yeah, of you yeah, know you yeah. might you might go into a good one, but not they're not buying Manuel Neuer no, or, no, exactly. or you know Thibaut Courtois or De Gea are they? Um, Christian, I mean, what else is going on? Wenger staying at Arsenal, boost for Liverpool, or is that have you still got Wenger's got one last uh, one last prize fight in him and he's got a, a haymaker to land I think it depends what they do this summer um, I think they're very very close to getting cast adrift I really I thought they were going to say a player then I was yeah. like who's <laughs> he playing for? <laughs> 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 Gianluca cast adrift he's one of the Christians leagues you know, you know. he's Hungarian Monaco league we just haven't been watching yeah you fear for Arsenal yeah I just you think about what Man United did with a better squad uh, last season when they had to juggle the Europa League and you look at Arsenal and you think if they lose Sanchez there's no chance in hell they're replacing him with a player anywhere near on his level they you know they've got the money of course but look what they did with the money last season with Mustafi Xhaka I mean I think Xhaka might come alright next season I've got a little feeling oh, for him I think he's, he's not as, as terrible no, he's not as terrible as people make out but I, I've just got a little funny feeling that this is this is a massive summer for them. Um, I would have got rid of Wenger. I'm a big fan of him, uh, but I think if someone like Tuchel comes on the market, I think he just sort of go right. We've got to reset here and start again. Um, be very interesting to see. Uh, get your money on Arsenal to win the Premier League now because yeah. that's what I've just done. Uh, but no, no, like it's. I, I think it, I think they've got to be very careful. But at the same time, I could see them win the Europa League. Cast Adrift doesn't live up to the hype. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite. Well, that's a, a lovely way to end there, Joe, with a, with a little gag from, from Joe Rimmer there. Um, yeah, all that's left is for me to do my commercial duties and remind you that this podcast is brought to you in association with a partner. The partner is Beer52. They are uh, the leading exponents of craft beer, apart from the Londis in Penny Lane. Um, they are the leading online exponents of, of, of craft beer. And if you go to their website and enter the code ECHO, they'll give you some money off your first order of a case of eight, isn't it, eight craft beers, and they'll give you some money off that. So make sure you go to beer52.com and see what tickles your fancy. Still no freebies. Yeah, still no freebies. We'll be back later. Uh, sorry, we'll be back next week. We only do one a week now in the summer. We're, we're getting lazy, just like Liverpool's transfer committee. So we'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll have some better news for you. So join us then. Thanks very much. <laughs>